Welcome back, everybody. We're back for another episode of The Reserve Tank. And today, we are covering ground regarding track days. And most specifically, because you've heard this on the podcast before, we've talked with a lot of people who do track days or road racers. But we're going to talk about why a track day can make you a better rider. And so we're joined by two guys who really, really like motorcycles, but they have awesome backgrounds. We have Brady Walker from Brady Walker Events, who organizes classic track days at Willow Springs, and Zeb Armstrong, who's a ex-pro supercross racer and owner of Riverfront MX and REP Racing up in Northern California. He does a lot of motocross stuff. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing today? Brady. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. I'm, I'm doing, doing great. Yeah, Zev here. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having us. My pleasure, guys. Uh, let's get right into it. Um, what do you guys think about track days that can like intimidate motorcyclists? Uh, Brady, go for that first. Well, I can definitely speak from personal experience, but also just uh, ex uh, seeing it from um, a lot of the people that come to my track day for the first time. I mean, if you if you go to these big race tracks. First of all, it's it's unlike anything you've ever been at. It's uh, it's like a big carnival, but it's all road and there's lots of noise. There's race fuel and there's a lot of testosterone and there's you know and for chicks too. There's a lot of testosterone in the chicks too because they're all like, let's go. There's it's, it's a pretty heavy scene and so you can walk up on these track days and. 85 or 90% of the people have already been to one. They know the drill. They know everything. And they seem to have this uh, silent code about knowing when to be where for the riders' meetings or proper gear or tech or registration and all that. That really is intimidating for the first time you roll up. So I think that just the unknown and then also the excitement of like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be taking my bike on the track. What could happen? Could I crash it? Could I go over 100 miles an hour? Um what if someone runs into me? What if my brakes fail? What if the tire falls off? You know, there's so many things going through your head. So um, I think that, you know, for anybody who's ever just been to the track and watching it, or if they take the plunge and they're going to it for the first time, all those things factor in on someone's psyche when first going to a track day. Zeb, how have you, have you found that out for, like, anybody who's starting in the dirt? Yeah, for sure. It's so it's a comfortability thing, right? You want to be confident and safe and especially for people just uh, coming out, you know, like like he was saying for the first time, it's uh, it can be a little intimidating for sure. So I think the private days are a little bit more less crowded for sure. Most of the people that come to private days are uh, most of them know each other, know of each other. It's a group that gets together for a their own kind of scheduled practice that they can uh, they can schedule out and it just allows them to get their feet wet without being so intimidated or nervous about it and you can uh, get a little help around the track without a ton of people out there and it'll allow you to get comfortable feel safe and and that's the goal right because you want these people to come back and have a good time and enjoy themselves and um, and be safe and, and have a good time with the family. That's, that's the big picture stuff. You want people to create memories and, and have fun and enjoy motorcycles in general. So it's a great way to get started. And even for me, I'm a ex pro racer and the, the private days are awesome because I don't have a 17 year old kid that's 
wide open and wants to race me right off the bat, I can actually just go do my laps and get my workout and call it a day. And I, there's no, uh, there's no flexing on each other and trying to one up each other or nothing like that. Where on a regular, you know, race day, it's, it's uh, very intense and everybody kind of takes a little more serious and there's, you know, sometimes there's money on the line and prizes. So um, private track days for me now being a little bit older are my favorite days to ride actually. I'd have to agree. I, I look for, I do Brady's classic track day. Um, I've been doing it pretty religiously for the last, I think five or six track days. He's always tried to get me to come out and do them. And uh, I've never really been in a position. I had a bike at the time or had the means to get there. Uh, but I've, I've found that it's such an amazing experience and it's such a great group of riders to kind of go out with. Uh, there's such an eclectic mix of folks, but I look forward to it the most, even though like I work from home now and I'm not riding as much as I, I would like to, but when I go out on the street, I'm just like, eh, I want to go faster, but I shouldn't. And I know I shouldn't, but then when I get to, you know, big willow or streets, it's, it's game on at, at whatever, you know, level I want to go. You know, if I want to go hang out with some of the, like not the slower riders, but the beginning group and kind of help them out and kind of show lines, like that's a really awesome experience. And then when I want to get up in it, I go into, you know, group one and Brady has allowed or has really promotes that within his events. Um, and you know, on that note, Brady, like, how do you, how do you address rider concerns, right? Like, uh, how do you, how do you, how have you made classic track day so damn good? What do you think the, what, what do you think the key to success is? You know, I, um, I love classic track day, but I bet you there's other track day organizations that feel the same way. So I don't want to toot our own horn, but we, um, I think, I, I, you know, I've been, I've thought about this question overnight and while well, I've been sitting here looking at it, uh, you know what? The biggest thing for me, because I went to probably a half a dozen other track days, multiple different organizations, before I started Classic Track Day. And the biggest thing is just the staff smiling. Do you need help? How can I help you? What's going on? You need, what do you need? Or if someone comes up to you and looks wide-eyed and they start, you know, they, they start going off on something, whether it be... I don't know where my fucking gas is. Oh, excuse my language. I don't know where my gas is, or I don't know where this is. And I'm, I paid for, you know, and you just have to listen and you say, I'm here to help. And I found at a lot of these other organizations, it was big ego, big money. And they had a huge staff of unsmiling people that I just was like, this isn't fun. And the only reason I went to these track days was because I was driving to Barber or Michigan or Road America with my race bike, and I had nowhere else to test and tune it. And I'm showing up at Fontana with an SR500, and all these mohawk, Red Bull, slurring, crazy maniacs are looking at me like, you're in the wrong place. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm here to test and tune. I'm here to rock and roll. Let's go. And so I think that's what we do a lot more. We, we do um, – we do make it. We do try and make it as light as possible, and remind everyone. Unlike other track days, we're not. Uh, our riders are not here to go out and win the national championship of the world, or be Marquez, or name your favorite racer. Because a, a lot of them are just like, "Gosh, I have this really cool bike, and I want to ride it in a safe environment. And there's no other place to do it because everyone else at a lot of these track days, 
they're professional racers on top of just being at the track day. And they're there to, you know, get their numbers down and also show some ego. So I think that we eliminate a lot of that right off the bat, and we pretty much say it. Um, anyone who comes to our track day with a modern bike, I bet personally because, we're, you know, they have a lot of um, places to go with their modern leader, water-cooled superbike. Uh, and so I tell them, I say, this is what we're all about. You know, you may not want to go 80% and have 10-foot passing lanes for, you know, everyone in, in your group or whatever, but that's what we're about. And if you don't want to be doing that, then you probably don't want to come, and that's okay with us. And uh, so that's what we do. Yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a big that's what I like most about Classic Track Day. Um, and for the for anyone that's listening, if you've never heard of Classic Track Day, um, I'm happy to plug it too for you, Brady, because I have a great time at it. And it's, and I think it what it does though is, is that it highlights a really awesome additional element outside of what we kind of stereotypically think of, you know, any kind of a track day. And Zeb, you could probably align on this in some way. Like there are a lot of egos um, on the track, or there can be. And I'm not saying it's everywhere, but you know, if you're, you know, riding professional supercross or you're at a professional level or you're at the amateur level, um, there, there is a lot of that bravado and that ego and it, it is competitive. It's a competitive place. However, it doesn't need to be. So having a, a track day like classic track day or some of the racing events or just private track days that say you put on. Um, there's a way to kind of dispel that myth a little bit. Do you have you found success in that as well, and bringing more people onto like a Supercross or Motocross track? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, you know, safety for sure is a big one. With uh, you know any type of motorcycles, dangerous enough, especially in motocross. So um, with the track days, it's usually. You know, I, I'm not sure how Brady does it. If it's just open to the public, anybody can show up. But um, with our track days, it's more a group of people that want to schedule a day and they all get their friends or family or whoever. And they can, you know, post post it on Instagram or Facebook. Hey, I'm looking to get, you know, and we put a we put a cap on it of like 50 people because they want the track to stay good all day. And, you know, we're on dirt. So you know, the track starts out a little bit wet in the morning. And then by the time it's two o'clock, it's, you know, pretty baked out and gets hard pack and a little bit more dangerous when you water because it can get slick and, and stuff like that. So the more riders you have, the more the track gets beat down. So they try to keep it, you know, between 30 to 50 riders rather than 200, you know, because then the track's completely hammered and they want to just have fun and be safe. So they would rather keep the rider count a little lower and keep the track good for them and then safety and and when you control your group that is coming you can either invite or not invite who you want to come and you put a rider cap on it which is how we do it then uh, you kind of control your own group and you can invite whoever you want so it's kind of up to each individual group to determine who they want to come so we're not necessarily open just to the public on private rental days we have our own days that we're open for everybody but as far as private days go yeah it's just whoever puts on the day you're in charge of your group and then and then i settle up with them at the end of the day 
it shows a little bit how the, 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 the onus of seasoned riders can not only benefit from a track day, but how we can also pull newer riders in that have never been to the track, uh, which is, I think, so important for growing the motorcycle community, you know, taking your stoke level and transponding it onto somebody else. Uh, Zeb, what do you what do you hope, Zeb or Brady? Let's start with Zeb on this one, though. Um, what do you hope riders take away from their experience at the track, um, either as a new rider or a seasoned rider? Well, especially as a new rider, the, the more people in the sport, the better for all of us, whether it's on street or on dirt, you know, cause if, uh, you know, just being on this conversation with, with Brady, I'm like, man, I want to go do a track day. I've never been to one, but just hearing you talk about it, I'm like, man, I haven't been on the street, but that sounds damn fun. You know, it's, it's something new. It's a new challenge, but yeah, I want to check out his track days already. Zab, so, you're invited. You're, you've got a pass. Yeah. Come on down. Man, let's do it. Yeah, let's go We've pop some wheelies. We've got all the but... gear. We have Alpine Stars <laughs> provides free gear. You're, you have to come now. I'll have a bike for you. Just come on down. Oh, perfect, perfect. Let's make it happen. I would have a <laughs> blast. I, I will probably look like a cop at first, nice and stiff, you know, on the, on the asphalt, but um, I'm sure I could get loosened up pretty quickly. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt, uh, you know, but I think right, you're, you're invited anytime. <laughs> right riding on the street is a whole new ball game um i was actually on a mountain bike ride with cam Bobier just last week before he left and we we i always jab him about stuff you know because cam's such a good dude and um i'm always making fun of him because he's actually really fast on a dirt bike and i always tell him i'm like yeah when you're when you're done with all that street stuff you know like let's do some moto stuff and he can't ride his dirt bike during his season but um it's funny because we talk about supermoto quite a bit and it, it crosses over from street to dirt and i i could just do so good on the dirt stuff even on the the tires and then i'd get passed by three dudes on the asphalt and then i'd pass the three of them back in the dirt and then i'd get passed again so it was just this constant battle you know so uh, the street is definitely something that i could uh improve on for sure but it, it's all fun it's all fun right mm-hmm. God, I, I, I want a supermoto so bad it's like i, I keep know. i keep i'm so bummed that series went away i'm so bummed if that yeah. series came back i would be in 110 percent supermoto needs to definitely make a, a a much broader comeback i think it's i think it's it's definitely past due uh brady man how can how can a lot of uh, seasoned riders benefit from track days i think a lot of our seasoned riders know what they can benefit from a track day uh from doing well, of course uh, um th this is an easy easy question for me because um i do street ride and it's funny uh listening to zev um one of my staff uh for classic day, track day dave, dave Earhart. he was a uh a ama pro for a while flat tracking uh, he does a lot of road racing. He doesn't do any motocross or any of that kind of, or even, you know, in any kind of level dirt bike stuff. But um, he is scared to death of riding on the street. He would never do it versus my daily driver is an 03 R1. And I have to split lanes from Pasadena to Century City in rush hour, Los Angeles traffic oh, with that motorcycle. No and it's a pretty hairy experience. So Right off the bat, um, anyone who rides and, you know, or a lot of the, a lot of the experienced and advanced riders at track days have gotten into racing. They, um, they are road riders and it immediately translates your reaction times, your, your body placement, um, 
all those things come into play. And that's the great thing about being in a closed environment like a track day is that you can actually practice all of those things without cars coming at you or without, you know, a thousand bikes on the track coming at you. I mean, we generally keep our groups pretty low down to like 30 people in a group uh, for each session. So you've got a lot of room to do what you need to do. Um, So right off the bat, the experience of just pushing yourself and your bike to your limits, finding out where that line is. I mean, even if you want to go that far or for a very, very timid rider who's new to the experience saying, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know I could do that. You know, whatever that might be, you know, like shift the bike without pulling in the clutch, you know, or uh, stopping real, real fast and not flipping the bike or or cornering that far, you know, a whole two degrees, like, whoa, they look at the picture and they're not even moving. But it's, 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 that's where, for me, the track day, number one, first and foremost, is translating that safety to the street. It's almost like yoga or meditation. It's like, you know, it's not about being at the practice. It's about what you do with it after you leave and go out to the re- quote unquote real world. Because being at the track is not the real world. It's like, we're, <laughs> we're all children. We can do whatever we want, have fun. So the second thing, the second thing that um, being a good businessman, um, I want people to do is really have a good time, have an experience that's unlike other. Um, um, I, I hear uh, Zeb talking about like private track days and things like that, and you know, for for motocross, and I know it's a little bit more affordable for people. People coming to a road practice day can pay upwards of three to four hundred dollars. And if you try and get into a private thing like some people do, um, I know a couple of organizations that will rent out the track privately to have those 50 people there. We're talking 1500 to $2,000 a person. So it kind of gets expensive. So my biggest thing is I want the value to be there. I want it to be so much fun that they're dying for the next one. And, um, and from that comes the camaraderie and the family aspect of it. And uh, you look forward to it. It's kind of like the annual, I mean, depending on how many times a year you do this, maybe you just do it once a year. It's like the annual family trip or it's like Christmas. So that's what I want. Second, first and foremost, I want riders to be to learn more about themselves and their bike and translate that to real life, whatever that may be, uh, whether it be racing or street riding or off-road riding or group riding. And then secondly, I want them to have a really good time and um, tell their friends. So again, like Zeb said, have more people come into it. So I can expect, you know, I, I, I get this a lot when I talk to a bunch of people who are motorcyclists and, that, that have not done a track day. And I think, you know, even for the case of this episode where we talk about uh, how seasoned riders can benefit from a track day, I think that's pretty self-evident. You know, you can really capitalize on your skills. You can learn a bit more as a rider. But even for like a newer rider or somebody who's like, I want to do a track day, but I'm not quite sure about how to go about it or they make, or there's always an excuse like either I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't have the equipment necessary. What are some things that you do as a track day organizer for classic track day that can help to kind of push down those reservations and also make it more welcoming? Um, What's the community like? How does that play into making a track day a worthwhile venture for a casual rider, street rider, or a newer rider in general? Well, again, it's, um, it's about having that community and that camaraderie and finding like people, like people that want to be together and do things. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, even though motorcycle riders are such a small percentage, I mean, Sam, you might know it's like 1% or 2% of everybody who drives on the roads. 
Um, it seems like a small number, but within that, there are a lot of clicks and there are a lot of different riders. There's a lot of people that I would never ride off-road or a lot of people like, I would never do a road race. I wouldn't do that. I don't flat track. I don't do that crap, whatever. But um, that's where um, you have that um, community that of like minds. And I've been... I, I guess one of the reasons that Classic Track Day has grown so organically and has a neat community, again, I'm sure each Track Day organization has this. There's, there's dozens of them out here in Southern California or in California in general. But um, is that I've been in a lot of groups before. I've been in um, a motorcycle club. I've been in a lot of other little clubby type things. And I know at my age what I do want and I don't want. And uh, right from the beginning, I told everyone that we're not having – Jerks, egotistical, crazy maniacs, trying to break the track record, um, uh, causing a ruckus. We watched The Bachelorette last night. Everyone's trying to cause drama on that show. I mean, come on. I don't want any drama in the pitch. I don't want people, if, you, if, if I hear the, uh, you know, multiple track days that you're being a knucklehead, then we're going to have a problem and you're not going to join anymore. And I think that, you know, when you're talking about 100 people or less, um, you know, my track days have just started to take off, and we had at our last event maybe 120 riders, which was like the max, but also that's the max. I'm not looking for 5,000 riders there. We 120, that's it. And average being 50 to 60 riders. It's a very small little cult, you know. And so um, that's, you know, so what I've d- developed is something that is unique to, you know, that oddball motorcycle club culture. Um, and it's attracted people like, Moto Republic, which is a community shop in Eagle Rock, and they have a really nice community. Like other motorcycle shops, they'll do monthly rides and have, you know, uh, customer appreciation type things and whatnot. And they have been so into it and so into the fact of safety and riding on the track and learning from that. They've, they've been coming out and supporting in a big way. They promote it really big. In fact, they um, took an idea that I had um, and ran with it and have, have made it quite successful. I called it the taste of the track. It's like, hey, you know, everyone, we need to take a break for 20 minutes so that the, the corner workers can get some water and, you know, we can, you know, everyone can take a breather and, you know, have a sandwich or whatever. And we said, how about people that are out here? You want to go to the, the track's empty for 20 minutes? Let's take them out on the track. So you could pay 20 bucks and go out there in your street clothes and do five laps. And that's another way, like, oh, my gosh, there aren't hobgoblins trying to kill me out here or um you know landmines when you run off the track or you know any of that kind of weird stuff it's just a racetrack and you didn't demystify it for them so motor republic uh, even though i did i did no advertising just like i always do they're like let us take this over and they have brought out dozens of people um that will at every event are there just to come in hang out for the day for the camaraderie because the pits are fun. It's fun to go and look at old motorcycles and talk. Everyone wants to talk about their old motorcycles or new motorcycles. And then we, um, so they ran with the taste of the track. They get a lot of people out there who dip their toe. And I'm telling you what, I would say at least 10% of those people sign up for the next track day. So it's like perfect. So I think that um, that's, that's what the community is all about. It's like a little camp out. Everyone's dirty and gross and gasoline and oil and, so that's, I think that's really what people are looking for. And when, when you know, you're spending upwards of 200 just to be there, and then you want to, you got to pay for food and driving, and how am I going to get my bike there? I got to rent a U-Haul because I don't do this very often. I got to rent leathers or buy leathers. So 
I think that the value and the fun factor really has to be there for an organization to do well um, and keep it going. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to say that we've been able to do that. That's the great thing about Classic Track Day, too, is like the only thing that I've really realized is that you just got to get your bike there because everything else is provided. You guys got lunch. You got the, all the gear loan from Alpine Stars. Um, and that's really all you need. And even if you don't have a full tool set, there's always somebody around that's going to be able to help you with your bike. But, you know, make sure your bike's in working order before you go to a track day. Uh, Zeb, well, how does how does the community, how does the, how does the, the motocross, the supercross, or uh, the dirt community kind of parallel a little bit with what even Brady was talking about? What's that community like? It's it's really cool that uh, that Brady has stuff for people to start from scratch, like the gear and, and all that. Like, that's something the dirt, you know, as in motocross, nobody does that. I have, a, I have one buddy, Dennis Stapleton in Southern California, that actually rents bikes and gear and all that, but there's very few companies that actually do that you know i think um it's a pretty big liability i'm sure insurance and stuff would be a uh an issue for for that for us but um we don't actually offer rentals like that but um so for dirt bikes it's kind of you know you have to have your own bike you have to have your own gear but for people to get into ride days for us it's either they know somebody that goes to the ride day. So they get on their email list and they hear about them and I don't really advertise them at all. So, um, cause we, we keep them at a, a number cap. So the people that get into the ride days are either friends with somebody in the group or, or something like that. So they get on their email list, but the, we have multiple groups. So, uh, one week it's the Sierra old timers. The next week it's a group from Oregon. The next week it's a it's a bachelor party. The next week it's a birthday party and we do kids camps. And some of them are, are trainers that actually train kids and they want to do a rental day where they can stand out on the track and work a certain corner. And, you know, so a rental days are, they have a, a wide variety of, of, uh, you know, groups and people that show up to them, but they're all within their own group for some, so for somebody that's first getting started, that is interested in not a public day where it's jam packed, then um, sometimes they'll reach out to me and just through email or through our website or whatever. And I will kind of steer them to these different groups on where I think they would fit in. And if they're a you know, 65 year old guy that just doesn't want to ride on a normal day with a kid that's 16 throwing whips right in their face. Then <laughs> I steer him towards the Sierra old timers, right? Cause that's right where he's going to fit in. That's his group. Those are his people. And the same thing, they can sit in the pits and talk about bikes and it's about the bench racing for them more than the actual, you know, I want to do three 30 minute motos out there and get this gnarly workout. Now they want to go ride five laps, come in, sit down, shoot the crap with their buddies and then go out and ride a few more times and call it a day, you know, then, then that's your group. And then if we have a, a parent that comes to me, Hey, I want to do a, some private lessons for little Johnny. And do you have a private day where there's some training going on? Then, okay. I steer him over here to this trainer and, and he has some private rental days. And so I just try to field the emails and the contacts that I get and steering them into the right groups for different days. This is kind of how, how we do it because 
Um, we have to have different groups, obviously, because there's a number cap that we put on private days to keep them good. But that's why we keep selling them out. I mean, I do, I do three, we're open three days a week to the public. And then we really do about two or three private days a week also. So, I mean, it's a revolving door every week of, you know, this, this week we have Friday and Saturday, both private rental days. And they're, you're not going to get rich off those days by any means. You only make a little bit of money, but they're super fun for everybody. And the, the hope is that as they progress and get a little better and get more comfortable, that they come and do our races. You know, that's the, that's the big picture. And they, they get comfortable and safe. And some people just only do the private days and that's their ride time because they don't want to ride with 16 year old throwing whips in their face. So that's their time to ride because they're, they feel nice and safe and comfortable in their envelope. And that's totally cool. Um, but for, for me, I want them to get motivated enough to come back and not only ride more often, which is better for everybody in the sport, but also come and, and show up and do races and not be so intimidated. And, you know, at races, even if you are 65, we have a class that's 60 plus. So it's not like you're on the line in the 60 plus class, those guys all, you know, go to work on Monday and well, maybe 60 plus, maybe they're not all going to work on Monday, but I think the majority of them are, and they, they feel safe and they know everybody on the starting line. And it's not so much flexing on each other and egos and stuff. And it's, it's more fun for them. And uh, that's the goal is to get them to come back, have fun and maybe do some races and get a little more motivated and ride more. That's big picture. Right. That's a, yeah. That's a that's an interesting time because we actually did a uh, we had a podcast with Kyle Wyman, uh, Moto America racer, and my buddy Rennie mm -hmm. Skaysbrook, who is a complete savage on a bike as well. We had talked about how to get into racing, and it's cool that, that we're talking about this now with you guys, which is you know just how to get into track days, how to really focus on going to the track and i think it's important because i don't think it's talked about as much and people maybe either want to see it on their phones or and on a website but there are incredible resources in the form of people that run these events like brady and zeb who can help steer you in the direction that you need to go to join and start either on the road or in the dirt um, again, outside of maybe getting the training on how to operate the motorcycle, you're already at that level, but you want to explore and experience this community and elevate your riding in a new way, uh, that there, there are those resources available. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's great that both of y'all offer that and that there's that, just that extra leg room, uh, or that extra step uh, that enables people to really get into either an, a road, road track day or a dirt track day. Let's switch gears, gentlemen. We have a little thing that we do to close out every podcast. Uh, it is our rapid fire this or that uh, kind of game. Think of it like uh, like NPR's uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh, they do a bunch of game show quizzes in the news and stuff, but this is very much more motorcycle focused. Uh, this, this or that is... You're gonna you're gonna answer a question. I'm gonna ask you a this or that question, and you're gonna answer it either as quickly as you can without thinking too much. You're gonna go with your gut. Um, there may be a question or two that's not either this or that, but you actually have to think of a pretty solid response. Your reputation as track day organizers is on the line. Uh, you may or may not 
You may lose customers. You may gain customers uh, from these uh, answer how how you answer these questions. <laughs> so, uh, ready? Let's do it. You ready? I so like it. I like I'll, it. I like it. Uh, I'll, I'll shoot you. I'll, I'll I'll give you the question, and then I will. Uh, I'll go either Brady or Zeb first, and then the next one will answer after that. All right. So sounds good. Uh, these are kind of random motorcycle questions, too, gentlemen. So leave it with what it is. Um, all right. So first question: Which do you prefer for a track bike, a middleweight motorcycle or a full-powered leader bike, Brady? Depends on which track I'm going to. Of course. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Um, and, and for you, Zeb, that would be either be like, would you rather have like a 200, 250 or like a 450? So for me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big man. So I'm going to go 450 all day long. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brady. Uh, or yeah, Brady. First. We'll just go Brady first and then Zeb second. How about that? Easy, easy. Yeah. Uh, morning sessions or afternoon sessions? Always morning sessions. Always morning. I'll go. I'll go afternoon. Okay. Now Rough you're track. on a you're, yep. you're on you're on a road trip. You're riding your bike. Say whatever. Do you wear goggles only with no visor, or do you wear a helmet with a clear shield and sunglasses? Full face helmet all the time. Darkened shield. <laughs> we're visor and goggle people yeah if you have no visor and uh you're wearing sunglasses there's a there's another track close to us that that welcomes that we don't <laughs> goggles all the time uh yes yeah you got what's your preferred riding season summer hot summer or cool winter oh always cool winter always cool winter yeah, you can always bundle up. You can only get so naked on a motorcycle. Is that right? Oh, man. That's right. <laughs> what do you guys prefer, night rides or day rides? Oof. I'm going to go with day rides. You can see things. What's happening <laughs> when you're going, when they're coming at you? All right. I'll, uh, I'll play the devil's advocate here. Riverfront has full stadium lights around the track. We do night practices and night races, so I'm going to say night. Awesome. One of yeah. my favorite one of my favorite things I experienced was a 24 hour mini moto GP. Uh, it was an eight. It was a 12 hour endurance race, and it was over and through the night. That was one of the coolest yeah. experiences. Those Actually, it was, fun. Those it was a fun. 20 24 hour endurance race. It was through UMRA. So that this was is, on street. Uh, yeah, I was on a cart track out at Adams. Um, See, I think they do it we got to get you year. in the dirt. Oh man, I'm down. I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> we do a we do a 24 hour race down south that is uh, that it's all day, all night. So you have you know a couple teammates and you switch back and forth. You got to get the headlights on and all. Yeah, it's an it's a it's an ass kicker for sure. I I've I've ridden I've ridden motocross and some like single trail stuff very briefly. I do a lot more like adventure motorcycling, and I I have never ever had my body physically beaten up more than riding dirt bikes it is yeah of, of of all motorcycling dirt biking is the most physically taxing and there's nothing anybody can say that'll take that away like it's you feel good barstow when you're done to vegas oh. Zed, have you ever done barstow to vegas i've done the virginia city thing and i've done some works races and i've done the baja stuff and, and oh yeah baja is a good Mexico, example too yeah. it's, it's just like you want to that's why I, I take the off-road stuff uh, with a grain of salt. I'm like, listen, how many hours are we 
how many hours that we're going to be doing this. Yeah. I, uh, I think my over-under is probably four. I'm like, yeah, I could do it probably for three and a half hours, but if you go on for longer, I will, uh, I'll catch you tomorrow. Serious monkey butt. Yeah. Serious <laughs> monkey butt going on. <laughs> Your body just, oh, so tired. I'm old. Yeah. That's oh, good for you. It's good for you. All right. Next question. This is a good one. This is actually one of my favorite ones. Would you rather have unlimited fuel or unlimited tires? <laughs> oh. Let's just keep it quick and fast. Unlimited unlimited tires, because then we could really just uh, go crazy, but it probably would only last yeah. for about a half an hour. Yeah, for street tires would be the way to go. Uh, for me, as a track owner, does that include red dye for my equipment? That's what I would like to know. Then I'm going to go <laughs> fuel all day long. There's my the bulldozers answer. just eat that red dye, man. They love it. <laughs> you guys are forced to pick one of these. You have to do it. Either an iron butt challenge, right? Um, or you ride for six hours straight in a monsoon. Oh, boy. I've, I've come close enough on the iron butt that I'll probably just do the iron butt. Yeah, monsoon. <laughs> you guys are so polar, like so, so on the other ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, we, only, yeah we, be, we race in the rain. That would only, it would only be like a hundred yards though, even though it was six hours. It would only be really <laughs> <four hours. laughs> You're stuck in the mud uh, yeah, half the well, time. It'd be like a we'll, battle. We'll it'd be it like the, uh, a Roman battle or something. Yeah, <laughs> who can pull their bike out of the mud the best. All right, and to end our this or that uh, game show, this is one of our more of our thinking questions. You have the chance to do a lead follow with any rider in history on any track in the world. Who is the rider and what track is it? I will uh, pick my, um, our alt, my, my, my favorite motorcycle boyfriend, Valentino Rossi, and he, he can take me to um, the Isle of Man because that would be, I think we would probably would, it would take us a week to, to get through it all. It would be so much fun. Uh, for street, it's going to be Ben Bostrom, Button Willow. Um, for dirt, it's going to be uh, McGrath and Redbud. There it is. That yep. ends our this and that game show. I'd say you gentlemen did a fair job. <laughs> All right, everybody. We, got, we pat. We got a above a above a D at least. Oh yeah, St strong, strong B plus. I'd say strong B plus. There we nobody, go. That's what we're looking for. No, nobody, nobody gets A's in this in this game. <laughs> oh, well, we're motocrossers. Anything above a C, we crushed it. <laughs> well, uh, Zev, I want to tell you uh, my my offer my offer to come down and ride one of our track days, even though they're they're few and far between. You'll have to keep an eye on the calendar, and then um, I hope we cross paths soon. I just started my uh, motocross career i bought a 73 triumph uh factory motocross bike and uh it's got a yeah. v50 engine in it 500 single and awesome. i am uh just had it sent to the doctor for full uh brady's big butt uh motocross uh you know we had to shear up a bunch of things so i didn't destroy the bike and so i will bring yeah. that old that little b50 up and i'll come ride with you guys Awesome. Sounds good. That would be fantastic. That sounds like so much fun. Just having you on the line. I'm like, man, I really want to, I want to get down there and do a track day big time. So I'll be in touch for sure. Zeb, where, Zeb, you said earlier you're opening a track down in Southern California. 
Yeah, uh, well, it's a current track that's just not being ran by anybody. So okay. I'm uh, I'm hoping to get you know, to state park. So dealing with state parks already on uh, with Prairie City, they actually contacted me about running another facility down in Southern California. So I'm I'm really hoping that that goes through. I'm just not quite there yet, but it's getting close. Hopefully in the fall. Awesome, oh, awesome, um, Brady. Tell uh, tell our listeners where they can follow and find you really briefly in about 30 seconds, and then Zeb, the same. You can find out all about my events at uh, bradywalker.com or classictrackday.com, and you can um, follow my very meek uh, social media influence at um, on Instagram only at classictrackday or um, – my private is uh, at ramming speed dash racing. Cool. And Zeb. Yes. So Instagram uh, is pretty big for us. We do at rep racing. So at R E P racing. And then we have all three Facebook pages for all three tracks and then website rep racing MX.com. Awesome, everybody. So we will also put that information down on our Continue the Ride page where this episode is hosted. But if you happen to be listening and you're in your car or you're on your motorcycle listening through your Cardo unit, um, we uh, you'll be able to stop at the gas station and follow both of these lovely gentlemen and their awesome events. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Reserve Tank, everyone. Remember, the Progressive IMS Outdoors Tour is kicking off in Sonoma, California on July 16, 2021. We're coming to eight other cities after Sonoma. We'll be in Chicago, New York, Pennsylvania, Nashville, Atlanta, Florida, and I'm missing one, I think. Um, Atlanta, right. Oh, Southern California. We're going to have Southern California in November. Um, Those dates are to be determined, but don't you worry, folks. Everyone in Southern California, we will be coming off. Uh, We're going to be featuring a lot of new attractions at the Progressive IMS Outdoors Tour this year, including street demos in every single city. There'll be off-road demos as well in select cities. Those will be a lot of like side-by-side experiences. We're going to be able to demo e-bikes and scooters, Check us out. We're going to have music, food trucks, camping in select markets. If you want to learn more and you want to understand what's coming to your particular city, uh, you're going to want to go to MotorcycleShows.com. If you want to check out all the cool, fun content that we're creating here at the Progressive IMS Outdoor Series, we have our own media site called ContinueTheRide.com where you can check out videos like IMS, IMS Rides and our Reserve Tank podcast, and our industry podcast hosted by Robert Pandia called Center Stand, a motorcycle industry podcast. Uh, For all intents and purposes, everyone, it's been great. I hope to see y'all out at a track day sometime soon. Get going, whether it's in the dirt or on the road. It will be the best time of your life. I guarantee it. Remember, everyone, ride smart, ride safe, and we'll see you out there on the road. 